podcast. Podcast. Hello and welcome to Pumping Up the Podcast. I'm your host, Elise Eldridge, and today we're going to be talking all about Season 1, Episode 21 of Hannah Montana. It's called My Boyfriend's Jackson and There's Gonna Be Trouble. And my guest today is Alex Melleris. Hi, Alex. How are you? Hi, I'm doing great. (laughs) Wonderful. Well, uh, I like to ask uh, everyone sort of when the last time they had seen this particular episode was Um, because like for me, I think the last time I saw this was like four or five years ago and I didn't remember that much of it coming in. (laughs) All right. Well, besides the time I watched it two days ago for, for this Mm -hmm. podcast, (laughs) actually I think two or three months ago, maybe I actually rewatched the entirety of Hannah Montana. So it's all (laughs) pretty fresh in my brain before that though. It probably would have been like at least 10 years. Yeah. Yeah, I um I haven't watched the later seasons of Hannah Montana like at all. Um so this is going to be a fun part of the project is when we get to the point where I no longer remember anything. Uh but but this one uh yeah, not very much came to me before I started it. I remember, you know, obviously the concept for it was very familiar. Um, and I was kind of hoping that because Jackson was involved in the A plot that there wouldn't be a B plot. Um, but there is. <laughs> it certainly is. <laughs> and I mean, we'll get to that. Um, but so the episode opens, we hear I Got Nerve, but we don't see it performed. But I, I nevertheless am always excited when I Got Nerve is involved. Uh, and we we haven't gotten the actual performance of it, but I think that's in the next episode. I w- with like the boxing sequence, I remember that very well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but so uh, it goes from us hearing "I Got Nerve" to Hannah and Jackson getting into the limo after the concert, which immediately raised a lot of flags for me. We in the in the episodes I've recorded recently, so like the two before this one, p- people have brought it up. It's like, but we ha- we've talked a lot about the Robbie Ray factor of the secret. We haven't really talked about the Jackson factor of the secret because Jackson isn't disguised. I mean, he's wearing like a hat and sunglasses, but he's not wearing a wig or anything. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, first of all, where is Robbie? Because you would think he would be in the limo with them. It kind of seems yeah. like he's just not at the concert at all. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we haven't really talked about that because we I don't think we see Jackson at concerts that much. Apparently now they're saying he's there all the time, but so I guess he's there all the time. But it seems like the exact same problem would arise especially in this episode where jackson gets like a little bit famous for a minute you'd think like mm-hmm. kids at school would be like whoa that's crazy yeah and i mean everybody knows who miley's brother is and so like even like like people around miley would be like whoa your brother is dating hannah montana <laughs> yeah or people would say to jackson wait you're dating hannah montana and the real problem comes up because the limo gets followed back to their house and it's like a whole thing that Miley doesn't switch the limos that night and doesn't do like the maneuver. She thinks that nobody's following them. But then Jackson and still fully decked as Hannah Montana, (laughs) Miley show up at their house and there's a paparazzi there and it's like, okay, cool. Now they know where Hannah Montana lives but they cover by saying that it's just where Jackson lives. And the paparazzi assumes that that means that Hannah and Jackson are dating, which uh, this opens so many questions. This is like, they, they, this is one of the biggest mistakes that has been made. <laughs> yeah. Um. So first of all, they kind of try to frame it throughout the episode that this is Miley's fault for not switching Mm -hmm. the limos, even though Jackson locked her out of the house for like 20 seconds. And that Mm -hmm. that's what really caused it all to to happen. But yeah, we said like, even like a couple episodes ago, uh, like in the first Jake Ryan episode, when uh, that journalist, that journalist was like coming to their house. And then we just forgot about it, even though we know Mm -hmm. where, you know, 
it's like she's just giving her address out to strangers this the same kind of thing like oh this is where where hannah montana might live and then no one ever shows up there again it's the same thing i feel like we're, we're only like what like a minute and a half into the episode when we've already hit on like three gaping plot holes i feel yeah. like this is kind of a regular thing yeah, I uh I mean I we we got like yeah, like 2 minutes into the episode and I had already written like a full paragraph in my notes about how messed up <laughs> of a situation they just got themselves into. Uh because yeah, I mean and there we later see in the next scene that like the house is flooded with paparazzi just like during the day now trying to get shots of Jackson and Hannah and they never they never saw Hannah leave. So like but, but what would they think if they like see Miley in there and ex-famous singer Robbie Ray lives at this house and he is frequently at gigs with Hannah Montana as her manager and father. So it seems like people would immediately figure it out. Yeah. All of this, I I clocked all of this. One thing, one thing I can maybe, maybe think of is that this does feel like the next morning. So maybe the paparazzi all left and assumed that Hannah was gone by the time they came back the next day. Robbie Ray, it just seems like, he, they only recognize Robbie Ray if, if he wants them to. Uh, maybe he has <laughs> some kind of magical power. I don't know. I mean, wizards do exist in this universe, we know. That's true. Yeah, wizards and psychics both exist in this universe. Um, and, I mean, and I mean, we talk at length about the doppelganger problems in this universe and how people just seem so well accustomed to people that look identical to other people. Uh, right. Do we want to get into that now? Because... <laughs> Do you have something to say about that? <laughs> I, I have I have some things to say about that. So the big the big thing I think uh, was in that same episode I was just talking about where where uh, Miley Cyrus sorry Miley, Miley Stewart and Miley has <laughs> has to like go back on her on telling that she was Hannah Montana and pretend she's just a crazy person who dressed up as celebrities and then Jackson pretended to be Elvis Elvis and then Robbie Ray said I'm Billy Ray Cyrus right. and okay. <laughs> So, but all we know about Billy Ray Cyrus in the HMU is, <laughs> is that A, he's famous and mm-hmm. B, he had a mullet at some point. We don't even mm-hmm. know if he's a singer. We don't even know if he looks at all like Robbie Ray. He could just be anyone who happens to have a mullet and be famous. So I don't think we need to make the leap that like they, they look exactly alike and that he also had a daughter, huh. Miley Cyrus. You know what? That That is a fair point. We don't know very much about who Billy Ray Cyrus is in this universe. We just know that there's a guy with that name who had a mullet. And um, was famous. And was famous. Yeah. Huh. That That is funny. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think. They, there's a lot of references to Achy Breaky Heart across this show. But do they ever say that that's Robbie Ray's song? Because I've always assumed that yeah. he just claims it as his song. Uh well actually okay um there is one episode uh, coming I think in season two where it's very strongly impri- implied there's like a flashback to Robbie Ray writing Achy Breaky Heart but then it was a dream sequence so I don't know you can never know huh. what dream sequences I'm pretty Man. sure like all the all <laughs> these like all these like songs that are Billy Ray Cyrus songs in our universe are written by Robbie Ray Stewart in the HMU and Billy Ray Cyrus was, I don't know, doing something else. Huh? No, that's a very good point. And it turns everything that we had thought that we'd figured out upside down. <laughs> yeah. Cause I mean, the doppelganger situation is still there and still present. Like it's still, of course, to yeah. a certain extent, uh, because because we still have these identical family members all within this one family, but uh, yeah, the the Robbie Ray, Bobby Ray, Billy Ray thing has been quite a point of contention. Yeah, no, that's that's a good point. I'm I'm excited to know what like Alana will think about that when she hears this. <laughs> yeah, and also like because uh, so many Disney Channel shows because of crossovers take place in the same universe. Uh, mm-hmm. From like, you know, Hannah Montana, That's a Raven, Wizard, Zach and Cody, which ended up like sort of crossing over with like Jesse, Good Luck Charlie, Austin and Allie, Shake It Up, Liv and Maddie, all like so many shows. You end up with like three Selena Gomez's and two Bridget Mendler's <laughs> and two David Henry's and all these actors that show up everywhere. So yeah, it's not yeah. only specific to Hannah Montana. 
So the doppelganger problem is a Disney Channel universe problem. Uh, yes. That's what we're getting at. Okay, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. And it's not just the HMU. It's the larger expanded universe. <laughs> yes, actually, okay. Uh, I don't know I don't know if, if you listened to uh, the episode of my podcast. I had Al- Alana and Kimberly on recently. And I talked about this a little bit, the expanded Disney Channel universe. Uh, it includes Girl Meets World. Mm-hmm. which was of course a spin-off of Boy Meets World and Boy Meets World crossed over with a bunch of other shows back in its day and I, a oh, couple no. <laughs> a couple months ago a couple months ago I came across this thing called the Tommy Westfall Cinematic Universe basically there was a show in the 80s called Saint Elsewhere that was very popular and in the last episode of the last season it was revealed that the entire show took place inside the mind of an autistic boy named Tommy Westfall and that show had crossed over with other shows and other shows and other shows and includes oh, no. Boy Meets World and Girl Meets World and the other Disney Channel shows, including Hannah Montana. So you could make the argument that Hannah Montana is all a figment of Tommy Westfall's imagination. Wow. Wow. Well, that would that would like answer all of the questions. That would like, explain well, it doesn't it. Yeah. matter because it's all just this one boy's dream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then we get it when we get into the dream sequences on hannah montana it's like dream within a dream stuff Uh that's that's interesting Mm -hmm. Hmm. much to consider (laughs) yeah i think it kind of does you know it doesn't really line up when you're thinking about like a like in some shows they reference other shows that are in the same universe so it doesn't really work Mm -hmm. and there's also the thing how like sometimes actual people will be playing themselves in these shows Mm -hmm. like for example Dwayne the Rock Johnson plays himself in Hannah Montana in an episode. I don't know if you've oh, gotten I'm there. I'm so yet. excited for that. Okay, I, I didn't remember <laughs> I if that happened yet. yet. <laughs> okay, anyway, so then it's like, well, the same person exists in our world and that world, but that doesn't mean we're in the same world. So mm-hmm. these shows even could exist in alternate canons. So you could even say like one episode of Hannah Montana and the episode that comes right after might not even be in the same universe either. So it really wow. opens up the door to a lot of possibilities. Yeah, I I don't fully know how to process that. I don't know what that means for my HMU theories going forward. <laughs> but I in yeah, I mean it's I like I like to think of it like I like to think of it as just the Disney Channel world yeah. and kind of like stop at where Boy Meets World turns into Girl Meets World just for my own, <laughs> you know, make it easier to process. You don't consider that to be part of the um, the canon of the universe. <laughs> yeah, but that, that's just my arbitrary choice. Like if someone else did like that, that makes sense. Gotcha. No, I mean, at some point you got to draw the line. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, gosh. Yeah, and all of the stuff with Jackson, the last time in uh, in the episode before this, uh, my guest on that episode brought up all of this stuff about how Jackson is never in a disguise. And, and Jackson does show up lots of places. He, like, poses as Hannah's chauffeur a lot. And, like, he he was there to meet the queen, even though he left before the queen got there. So it's he clearly has serious ties to this family. And people know who his dad is because they don't hide it or anything. So <laughs> we've gone from the Robbie Ray thing being the thing that breaks the secret to Jackson breaking the secret. And really what it is is that they just aren't being careful enough. <laughs> they just are like being very loosey-goosey with what is and is not okay for keeping this secret. Uh, On the other hand... You know, I, since there are so many doppelgangers, like, what if someone was like, hey, Jackson, I, I apparently you were, you met the queen or something. Jackson would be mm-hmm. like, no, that's just someone who looks exactly like me. And everyone would probably believe him. <laughs> and uh, that kid's dad also looks just like my dad, but with a little bit more facial hair. <laughs> yeah. And also our sisters are the same person, but with different hair. Just a coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> pure coincidence. Yeah, it does seem to be like this very easy thing to explain away here. Like, mm-hmm. like people are very willing to believe, uh, you know, these excuses on this front. And it was, it was kind of the same thing when they were at the Halloween party. Like Luann was like, I'm going to rip my wig off and reveal who you are. And I'm like, 
I think you could easily just tell the crowd something else after that happened and they'd like go along with it. Like, I don't think it would really have consequences. (laughs) It reminds me in like in Wizards of Waverly Place, like it would happen so often that like some crazy impossible thing would happen because they're wizards and everyone would just be like, that's weird. Moving on. Yeah. So, okay. To the story now. Yeah. <laughs> I I love to encourage a good tangent about the larger universe on this show. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're back at the Stewart house. I, I'm like, where is Roxy? Roxy should be here sorting this out for them. They shouldn't be leaving this up to a sibling debate. Um, let's get the head of security in here. Yeah, where's Roxy when you need her? Roxy, I'm, she should have... I don't, I, don't, I don't know what this actor was doing at the time, but she should have been... Uh, I can't remember the word for when you're there all the time. A series uh, regular? Not recurring. Yeah, she should, have, she should have been a regular. She should have been in the theme song sequence with everyone else. I, I agree. And I mean, clearly they need her all the time. Like all, every every one of these instances would like actually be avoided if she would just be there to like shut people up. Uh, mm-hmm. But she's not there. <laughs> so uh, the house is like surrounded by paparazzi. Uh, and Jackson is like pretty mad at Miley for... Uh, like getting him into the situation where people now think that he's dating uh, his sister. Of course, they don't know that it's his sister, uh, which which is like an ongoing thing in this where like it would all be very creepy if like even one person <laughs> that wasn't in the core cast knew that, it, that they were siblings. Mm-hmm. Um, but Robbie shows up and I do want to mention that he's wearing a Rico hat. And I very recently, my uh, college friends and I all had a Secret Santa gift exchange and my friend Courtney had me, uh, Courtney, recurring guest on this show, and she got me a Rico Surf Shop hat. <laughs> so, I had no idea they make those. She found it on Etsy, I think. But yeah, it's wow. it's very good. Uh, <laughs> and so I was I was excited to see that that hat existed in the HMU as well. Um, that it wasn't just something someone in RU made. So yeah, the I, I I did wonder what the paparazzi would think if they saw Miley in the house. Would they think that? Would they think that that's Jackson's sister? Or would they think that he was seeing another girl? <laughs> I don't know. And also, I mean, yeah, where is that journalist from the earlier episode? This is like the last proof she needed to actually figure out where Hannah Montana lived. <laughs> Kinda. I mean, unless we're like, wow, what a crazy coincidence that probably the guy whose sister <laughs> dressed up as Hannah Montana is now dating Hannah Montana. Who would have thought? <laughs> She probably would be like, oh, that's weird, and then move on. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, and so uh, Miley gets a phone call from our good friend Tracy. She wants to talk about Hannah's new hot boyfriend, uh, and she's saying all of this right as, like, Jackson's sitting next to her, like, picking, like, his belly button lint. Uh, And Tracy mentions that she's throwing a party for Madonna, and I had forgotten the, like, twist about the party, and I was like... Is Tracy a party planner? Is that why she's famous? Like she, she's she's getting hired by Madonna to throw a party. Um, it ends up not actually being Madonna, but as someone who did not remember this, I was very thrown. <laughs> yeah, I didn't remember it either the, the first time, but now I rewatched it again a couple of days ago. I'm like, yeah, that's the cat. I know it's coming. <laughs> um, and so Miley's plan is like for them to stage a breakup at at Tracy's party. Yes. 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 And it's it's not the worst plan, but I also don't think it's the best plan they could have come up with either if they had spent more time on brainstorming. And so we'll we'll talk about the B plot later because it's pretty insignificant. But and it has nothing to do with the A plot. Absolutely nothing. Yeah. Um <laughs> so we're at the party for Madonna, and I'm like, this party for Madonna looks like it's for like a nine-year-old. And it turns out that it's because Madonna is the name of Tracy's cat. Um, and it's a party for a cat, uh, which makes a lot more sense. <laughs> I would have been very, I, it's not like out of the question that they would have a party for Madonna. Cause like M- Hannah Montana has been like invited to hang out backstage with the Rolling Stones before. Like it's not, yeah, you know, you know, it kind of makes you think like, like every other time in this series where they name drop these incredibly famous people, are they just talking about animals? <laughs> Yeah, when they saw Orlando Bloom at that club, was it just like was it like a, a small turtle? horse? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's fun. 
That would be that would add some fun little pizzazz to the HMU if like all of the off-screen celebrities were like actually just animals. <laughs> yeah, who would who would did Jake Ryan was like, "Oh, I was talking to someone. Oh, what a name dropper. I don't remember who he was talking about." But... He was talking about like Jake Gyllenhaal and Britney Spears. He was like, "Oh, yeah, they're such name it. droppers." <laughs> uh-huh. They're like parrots or something. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the like event that he went to that night was just like a benefit for exotic birds. <laughs> exactly. Oh wow. Oh, that would be great. Okay, that's fun. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> so they are at this party. Uh Hannah Montana is wearing a dress over jeans as per usual. Um, and Tracy is like very into Jackson and I don't know if she's just saying this to like be nice to her friend or if she's actually into Jackson, but I'm like, why don't those two date? She seems to genuinely like him. <laughs> yeah. Um, it seems, it seems pretty authentic to me. Yeah. Uh, just, just kind of, just kind of guessing. It's probably that kind of thing where, you know, as soon as someone is, is like taken or whatever, all of a sudden they become more attractive to everyone mm-hmm. else. That's probably what's going on. Uh, but he does say, uh, like, as soon as he finds out, like, Jackson also didn't know that it wasn't actually Madonna. Yeah. <laughs> and that it was a cat. So he gets there and he's like, what, you, what did he say? It was something like, I'm at a birthday party in a tent for a cat. <laughs> I, I know I know you, you talk about this pretty often, how he's like 30 or 31 at this point. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe they could have cast him a little bit younger, but he does a really good job. I, I honestly think he's a, he was the correct choice for the role. Yeah, I've I've been very impressed with him and I think he he had the right sort of comedic sensibility to be playing a 16-year-old on a Disney Channel show. Mm-hmm. Um he he has a lot of like weird little special skills that I think lend himself very well to this show. Mm-hmm. Uh <laughs> but I Jackson's arc in this episode is so funny to me. Uh Jackson goes over and is talking to this guy named Stavros who is dating a girl named Ashley. And he's like, which one? And he's like, oh, it doesn't matter. And I'm like, wow, this is extremely topical for 2006. A guy named Stavros dating someone named Ashley. (laughs) Um, It took me right back to all of the like crazy tabloid stuff about Ashley Simpson and Ashley Olsen and Paris Hilton (laughs) and all those people. Um, I thought it was a surprising uh, amount of like topical commentary <laughs> from this. I'll be honest, I was like five at that time, so I, I probably wouldn't have picked up on that. But I, I know that there were a bunch of famous Ashleys back then, <laughs> and and there was a guy named Stavros who dated a lot of them. <laughs> I did not know uh, that part. Okay, so that was really just oh. Who was it? Who was it? Stavros. Stavros Niarchos, I want to say. He was like some Greek heir and he was like engaged to Paris Hilton for a time. And he, I think, also dated Ashley Simpson. I was the perfect age to care about this. I was like 12 years old and in middle school and they were on like every tabloid. The Stavros Niarchos I see died in 1996 in Zurich, Switzerland. I think it's his son. Maybe. I don't know. All right. I'll take <laughs> your word like for Stavros it. I like the third or something. All um, right. <laughs> um, but so this guy Stavros immediately like becomes Jackson's friend and gives him the intel that like as long as you are in the public eye, you can get free stuff um, because you can get photographed with it and it's good press. And this is, like, all Jackson needs to hear to completely screw over his sister and just, like, ham it the hell up. <laughs> he he is like, oh, I get to ride in this cool car. I get to wear a nice watch. I get to go to a basketball game or whatever. And the entire plan goes out the window. Because a big part of this, wasn't it, like, Robbie made jackson or made miley because miley was like i want to be the one to break up with him and jackson was like no it should be me and robbie was like yeah it probably should be jackson so Mm -hmm. that's why it was like jackson are you gonna say anything to me and hannah couldn't actually do anything about it even though she totally should have after jackson ruined the plan i agree i mean so i guess tracy had deliberately like kept the party a secret because she wanted to give hannah um her privacy and so miley goes and like hides and calls 
the paparazzi. I don't know how she calls them. Does she just like have the number for beep boop beep beep boop yeah. beep, beep, beep boop? Hello, paparazzi. <laughs> yeah, Hello, she, all of the media. <laughs> she she does an impression of Tracy to get them to show up, and it works. They do show up, and. Yeah, and and she's like, well, Jackson, here we are in front of the cameras. Is there anything you want to tell me? And he's like, no, I I love you so much. And if I were her, I would have been like, okay, I see what's going on here. And just like ended it right there and then. But mm-hmm. she's she doesn't. She's like thrown off guard, I guess. Jackson's very excited because Stavros loaned him his car for the week. So many of these plots would just like be solved immediately if one of the characters would just think for five seconds. Yeah, and Hannah would and Hannah would be like, "Okay, well, I'm breaking up with you because you you broke your promise." Yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, but they get back home, and Jackson's like, "Can you at least just like give me a week to have fun with this because you got me into this, and you know I'm always doing little favors for you, which is only kind of true." Um, although he, he provided a lot of help in the previous episode. Um, but, and, and they all kind of finally agree. They're like, okay, sure. Jackson can have a week where we do all this crazy stuff and he can get free things, but then it's like really over. (laughs) And there's like a montage of them, uh, at like various events. They're at like some sort of premiere. There's like them in front of a private jet. There's them in front of some boats, and then there's some footage of them in the limo with Stavros. <laughs> I'm like, how does Hannah Montana know Stavros? <laughs> Why does he want to hang out with Hannah Montana? I guess it's all up to Jackson at this point. Uh, yeah. But yeah, all, all of this has really gotten to Jackson's head. Um, we get Cooper not actually there. We get like the phantom cooper <laughs> he calls on the uh, phone i miss cooper he barely shows up after the first like six episodes he almost never comes back i don't think yeah he was he was on like two weeks ago's episode um but yeah he's he's just like sort of in the background now he used to be in like every b plot <laughs> yeah with jackson yeah um but so i guess jackson hasn't talked to cooper in a long time because he's been too busy being famous for nothing except hanging out with Hannah Montana. <laughs> I I I think I asked in the previous episode if if Cooper knows the Hannah secret. I I kind of don't think so, but I would imagine no. Um yeah, I don't think so. I I think he'd have a lot of questions. <laughs> yeah, I know in the in the 4th season it's like a a really big deal when Jackson has a girlfriend. And I'm oh, sorry if I'm I might spoil this a little bit for it's you. It's fine. <laughs> uh, not much. And uh, he doesn't like keeping the the Hannah Montana secret from her. And because actually this episode, I I kind of brushed it off for a while, like oh it was just a throwaway. But in like the last season, it comes up again. His girlfriend is like, I know you used to date Hannah Montana because she like looked him up or whatever. Ooh. And. And then ba- basically, uh, the the struggle is that like it's a really big deal. Like Miley doesn't want to tell this girl, so I don't think that she would tell Cooper. Like mm-hmm. you know, she's pretty inconsequential. Right. I I was mostly curious in this instance that like his friend who he hasn't talked to in a couple of weeks is now everywhere uh, and dating Hannah Montana, who who's like younger than him and also insanely famous. And I just feel like he'd have a lot of questions about that. And I wonder what Jackson will eventually say to Cooper when they like hang out next time. We'll probably never know. <laughs> I don't think we'll ever know. I'm, I'm sorry to say, I don't think we'll ever know. I like overall in this episode, like the fact that, that Jackson, I know it's like supposed to be like, you know, for the money and free stuff and all these things, but it's still, it's, really something really rubs me the wrong way about like be like can i please pretend to date you sister for like a little while longer yeah it's it's very odd and it gets it gets really ugly for me towards the end of the episode um but yeah and jackson you can tell he's changed because he dresses differently (laughs) just hanging out at home (laughs) uh miley calls jackson snoop dorky dork uh which i like had to make note of uh it's it's a lot um 
I the other thing I was wondering about, and then I like answered my own question in my notes. I was like, what does Jake Ryan think about Hannah Montana dating this guy? And then I was like, well, he doesn't know the Hannah secret yet, but he does probably know that that's Miley's brother, right? He probably knows who Jackson is and is like, oh, that's weird. My kind of but not really girlfriend's brother is dating Hannah Montana, who I almost kissed once. <laughs> Wait, so. Uh, so right now we're at, we've reached the part where Jake Ryan is like on the other side of the world, right? Yeah, Shooting he's in Romania. <laughs> okay, I, it might be fair to assume that he just doesn't notice. Like, I guess this is before reading the news internet the was time. everywhere. You know, it was before you yeah, like exactly. you had your phone in your pocket that you could access everything. Mm-hmm. Like this was on the like a magazine or like a newspaper, or whatever mm-hmm. it was that the news came out. Yeah, and then I mean Some she's sort of on. Print. Yeah, the the next scene is Hannah doing a talk show that uh, the host is named Wendy, and she is very Wendy Williams-esque. She's also very Tyra Banks-ish, uh, so very much that sort of um, talk show host, uh, very gossipy. Uh, Hannah performs If We Were a Movie, which is, I think, the first time we've like seen her perform that as Hannah, we saw her like recording it one day and then we saw her as Miley playing it. But uh, yeah, so she sings that and uh, the host, Wendy, is trying to get her to admit who was she singing about when she sang that song, um, which which that's what made me think of Jake Ryan is because the last time we heard this song, it was like very sad because she wanted to be with Jake. Um, I was like, mm, but but Jake Ryan doesn't know that this song is kind of about him. <laughs> so <laughs> he doesn't know that yet. <laughs> Give it a year. <laughs> uh, but I guess Hannah's like right about to say that things are kind of over with Jackson. And then Jackson walks out on stage and is just doing the Tom Cruise on Oprah's couch thing from around the same time. He's just doing the exact same thing. Are you familiar with this? Do you remember that? No, no. I was just about to say you're dropping all these 2007 references that I don't really know that much about. Okay, I guess so you, like, jumped around. So Tom Cruise, I forget if he was married to Katie Holmes yet or not, but he was definitely at least dating her. And he made an appearance on Oprah's show back when she had a daily talk show, and he kind of went nuts. And he was like screaming about he, how much he loved Katie Holmes and was literally jumping on the couch and was like proclaiming his love for Katie Holmes. And it became like as close to a meme as could really exist <laughs> pre-social media. Uh, and so this was, I mean, you've seen this scene in this episode. That's what it was. <laughs> okay. Okay. Now that I know that, I think I like this last scene a lot more. Yeah. So like, what's going on? like, I don't understand the humor, really. Like, he's just shouting, I love Hannah Montana over and over again. Now that I know it's a parody of something, I, I think I appreciate it much more. Yeah, it's it's 100% parodying Tom Cruise. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, and I wonder, I wonder how far before this episode that happened. Uh, it couldn't have been that far before. Um, and so he does this whole just embarrassing <laughs> thing he's he's shouting about how much he loves hannah montana i love her more than my guggenflagen watch yes water resistance 150 <laughs> he's, meters he's he's doing all of this product placement for his fancy watch um and hannah's like well miley as hannah is like okay enough is enough she breaks up with jackson and everyone in the audience takes jackson's side which I, I hate that <laughs> because even if they were a real couple, these people don't know anything about their relationship. They don't know anything about them except that they are dating and that Jackson seems to really like this girl. And <laughs> Jackson's like getting on his knees, like begging Hannah to take him back. And I, I'm like at a loss here because then everyone in the crowd is like trying to get her to take him back. And I'm like, that's his sister. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know i know yeah, but i just still it's so weird <laughs> it's really weird it's really weird i don't like it mm-hmm. uh, at all um especially okay it's what something that's weird about it is that okay hannah's the famous one 
And now this nobody is all of a sudden, this you know, has been, student. <laughs> has, has been famous for like a week and everyone in the crowd is taking his side uh, because I don't know, she, she said, you make me sick. And I don't know that that was hurtful. It seems very weird that like they wouldn't immediately like come to the defense of the actual famous and successful one. Yeah, the one that like everybody loves and has loved and was for a there while. to watch in the first place. Yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of messed up. Um, but Jackson sees how frustrated Miley is and how much this is backfiring on her literal career, you know, <laughs> just entirely based off of his actions. And so he admits that they were only f- a fake couple and that she agreed to go out with him so that he could get a taste of the good life. And he says that he loves Hannah more like a sister. And I'm like, okay, this is true, but also this is creepy. <laughs> this, is, this is a creepy interaction. Um, and it would be sweet if there weren't a ton of people out there thinking that they like were just friends and not literally related. And then like the crowd like chants for them to hug. And that was also odd. You know what I just thought of right now? This would have been so much better if it was Oliver instead of Jackson. Because, you know, it is like more like a friend, (laughs) more like a sister thing. Without Like you could have the exact same plot points without the incestuous undertones. Yeah, yeah. And I guess they they had kind of... Maybe it's that the writers of the show had feel like they'd kind of already been there, done that with Oliver, but it, it would have been better for how far that they take this. Um, it definitely would have been better if it was somebody from outside of their immediate family. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh-huh. I don't feel like, cause if, if you're talking about like episode two where Oliver has a crush on Hannah Montana, mm-hmm. like I'm, I, I, this is pretty different, I think, because now he knows it's Miley and it would still be like fake dating kind of. Yeah. So. Yeah. I would have liked that a lot better. It it would have been better. But that's, I mean, that's that's all the resolution there is, is that last scene where they're still on the talk show. Yeah, and that's the A plot. <laughs> yeah. You know what else is like, obviously after this episode, it's too late now. But if Jackson was like, I'm Hannah Montana's brother, like he could have gotten exposure that way too and still got to like, you know, show his watches to the crowd. Maybe not as, as, I don't know. Yeah, maybe not as good. I mean, the thing is, is that he was also already hanging out with Hannah Montana before this. Like, he was at her concert. He's gone places with her, appearing to work for her. I I still think he probably could have swung it in that direction if he really wanted to. I just don't think it occurred to him before all of this happened that that was something he could do or some sort of advantage he could take from being related to a famous person. Um, but then of course that would bring up all the stuff about Jackson revealing the secret. So <laughs> yeah, well that's the, if we, Who's if it works say? with Robbie Ray, then it would work with Jackson too. It's just the exact same problem. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, God, every time that, a guy on this show is like disguising themselves to hang out with Hannah Montana. They're not really disguising themselves. They're just like, yeah, it's like I'll put like on Jackson, an earring. Like, no one will know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I think in like season three, they have like one very uh, like they have one meta joke about how it's a bad disguise when Jackson's like uh, watching TV and he's like Clark Kent glasses on glasses off how can they not tell it's still him and miley who's like putting on her wig in the mirror is like i know it makes no sense ready to go to the concert dad and he's like just gotta put on my mustache and then they like they leave like (laughs) but like four seasons and that's the only one we get yeah yeah the the trouble is like okay if robbie ray's putting on a mustache because he's trying to pretend to be someone else fine but he's not actually pretending to be someone else he still goes by his own name and all of that. So what's the point of the mustache? Because he's not really in disguise. I, I've said it once. I've said it a thousand times. <laughs> I know there's there's one coming up eventually that's that's really gonna gonna grind your gears. Where it's where Hannah win, like wins an award or something. <laughs> Hannah wins an award, and it's like presenting the award to his own daughter is Robbie Ray, and he comes out on stage and like presents oh, the award. No. To her. 
on TV. Oh no. Oh no. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we'll talk about that when we get okay. there. I guess you'll get Thank there you when you're warning get there. me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh should we talk about the B plot? Yes. There's not a ton to it. It seems like I feel like I have more things to say about this than you do about the B plot. Well, I, I guess know. we'll find out. <laughs> okay. I mean, I so so Oliver has a flower sack baby. It, it's that project. We've, we've seen it on other shows and stuff before. I actually had to do this when I was in middle school. I had to do the flower sack baby project. It was only for like a week. But one thing that I have noticed is that on TV, they always make the kids be like fake married. And that was not part of my assignment. We were single flower sack parents <laughs> when I was in school. <laughs> but Oliver is the parent of a flower sack and the mom is Sarah, who we met in the previous episode, Charity Sarah. And basically they're like way too into it. That's yeah, that's, that's how, the idea. That's the way into it. <laughs> and and Lily's whole role is just making fun of them. She has nothing to do. Yeah. That make fun of them. Yeah. Yeah, this is probably like the least Lily has had to do in like any of these episodes so far. <laughs> Yeah, She's just I there know. to like be a sounding board for Oliver, basically. Uh huh. Which really brings the episode down a couple notches for me because Lily is probably maybe like my favorite Disney Channel character of all time, or like at least close She's to the really top. Good. I love, I love Lily, and and they give her nothing to work with in this episode, but she still manages to kill it. Like there are a couple really yeah. great line deliveries. I love like uh actually mm. took note of one said you and Sarah and your flower child make a very cute family. <laughs> she makes the heart. That's that's actually a really good line. <laughs> uh-huh. Because because it's it's a good play on words because it is literal flower and Sarah is raising it to be a flower child. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> she's raising it to be very granola um i i do want to mention that this is the second shirt of oliver's that has an electric guitar on it with a one-liner and this time it just says rock on um the last time we saw one it said express yourself so he has multiple shirts with electric guitars on them <laughs> well i i never really pay attention to the things that the characters are wearing not really mm-hmm. at the top of my 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 eye but i i do know um i think i I don't know if this had happened yet but at at some point uh it was like mitchell muso got his ears pierced and that was why uh disney channel forced him to like keep his hair long and cover his ears so like no one would see the piercing yeah i did not know that that's very interesting although Mm -hmm. i also i did not realize until like literally two or three nights ago that mitchell muso's first name only has one l in it um yeah it's I, very weird. I just like blocked that out <laughs> i i had found i i was like going back on my twitter feed for some reason and i found i tweeted because i had remembered that mitchell musso put out like a whole album and even in the tweet i spell it with two l's because that's how it's supposed to be spelled and then i went back and i looked and i was like what <laughs> only one l in mitchell uh between that and the earring thing, we're just learning so much about this guy this week. Yeah, I remember he had that one song that I remember was played on like Radio Disney all the time in like 2010. Mm-hmm. It was called Hey. Mm-hmm. Was like, hey, hey. That was the song. <laughs> I think the song that came up for me on Spotify recently was called The In Crowd, which like, of course it was. <laughs> but he did put out a whole album. I'll have to listen to it at some point. I, I think... Emily Osment also put out music, but I I would not have expected Mitchell Musso to actually. I mean, that was during a time on Disney when like everybody had to have an album. But like Jason yeah, Earls exactly. didn't put out an album. <laughs> yeah, but like he was 31, so. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> if you want to uh, call that an excuse. <laughs> yeah, I know like uh Mitchell Musso also like he did some singing for like Phineas and Ferb because he voiced Jeremy and uh, he also, right. I think like, yeah. And Oliver actually gets like a musical arc in like the end of season three where he like becomes a singer and stuff. Oh my God. 
had I had, did I know that? I'm like, I'm like cracking my brain. I'm like, did I know? Oh yeah, I I'm, I'm just dropping so many little things for you to look forward to. Yeah, no, I it's working. I'm now very excited to see how that plays out. Um, <laughs> so l- back is a B plot. Lily insinuates yeah. that Oliver is into Sarah, which is actually true in this scene. He is he is interested in her. Um, but it seems to be mutual. Uh, they, they just are like nuts about this fake baby. They're obsessed with it. Then in the second scene, Oliver, (laughs) Oliver's wearing a shirt that we actually saw not that long ago, which is this like very ugly, like mom tattoo on his shirt. And this time he's wearing a short sleeve button down over it, which like we never see him wear a shirt over that. It's always... It's always the t-shirt over the button down, <laughs> but, uh, and then, and then they're putting sunscreen on their bag of flour and I'm like, it would get so sticky. You're on the beach. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. There, it's one level to be like, you know, really invested in a project, but that seems like diluted behavior to put sunscreen on the flour bag of flour with a baby face on it. I feel like it would bring their grade down. <laughs> yeah. You would think so. You would think so. Because they damaged uh, yeah. it. Uh huh. There is a resolution at the end. that's like we got an A on the project. Yeah, mm-hmm. but overall, like, okay, so with Sarah as a character, not to get too serious or anything, but like, mm-hmm. uh, this happens. I feel like this happens a lot in shows, like especially of this era, where there's this this side character who's environmentally conscious or like very charitable or just like tries to consume ethically at all, yeah. and is portrayed as like the outsider and the freak, and it's played for laughs. But really, everyone should strive to be exactly like Sarah. Sarah should have gotten a spinoff. <laughs> that's With your that's your big take. You're like, I, I need a Sarah spinoff. Uh, yeah, she, I mean, the last time we saw her was, uh, was for specifically a charity-oriented plot. And it led to the main characters being like, we need to just give our money to Sarah because she's the only one with real intentions here. And so... She was painted in a pretty good light in that one, despite still being played for laughs. But I know, I know she's in like a lot of the episodes going forward. She's like on for like the rest of the series. So um, I'm excited to see more of what happens with her. <laughs> Not much. She pretty much doesn't change. Uh, <laughs> she's pretty much exactly like- the same. <laughs> yeah, which I think is true for pretty much every character in the series, which I don't really love. Like how, like you have, especially Miley and Lily, I think. Like at the beginning, they're 13, and at the end, they're 18, and they're written the exact same way through There's all four no seasons. Development. There's no <laughs> development at all. Yeah, and it's like they write the episodes, they write the characters the exact same way the whole time. Yeah, I mean, I I would like to have Miley have an arc where she decides to be a better friend. <laughs> like she has mm-hmm. she has lots of episodes where that's kind of her mission where like she has to be a better friend. But like she should just get better at it over time because she's she's often very self-centered, which I guess it must be hard to be a 14-year-old celebrity and not be self-centered to some degree, but if we're talking a character arc, it's right there. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I know also, like, this was well before the binge era, so it was just mm-hmm. kind of like, you turn it on, and you who cares, like, where it is in the continuity at all? Like, nowadays, this kind of show where the characters don't change for four years or five years, like, that wouldn't get made. You would have to, it would have to be changed at some point, because they're all more continuous stories now. Yeah, yeah, this show was definitely part of the era on Disney Channel where, like, you would just turn on Disney Channel and you'd just get what you got, you know? And you just, it would be an episode of Hannah Montana that you'd seen, like, six times or, like, an episode of That's So Raven that <laughs> you'd seen however many times. And it's like, oh, well, that's just what you're watching if you're deciding you want to watch Disney Channel. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and it had no, there was no real larger plot to it. I would say, like, the only overarching stuff thus far has been the Jake Ryan stuff. And that's probably why I've responded so well to that is that it, it is an ongoing story and there is development in it as opposed to just these one-off plots. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's about Jake Ryan. Okay. I'm going to like tease the future a little bit once again, because mm-hmm. in season three <laughs> in season three, there's uh, basically this episode where Jake Ryan and Miley, uh, get together or get back together or whatever it is. 
And that, that was like a big two-part or big special event. And then we don't see Jake for the entire rest of the season until like one episode in the middle of season four. So it seems like they really just don't care much about continuity or anything yeah. like that. Yeah, they really they really set him up strong. And then I know that they're kind of like weirdly off and on for like the rest of the series. And then I know that there's another guy that shows up. Um, yeah. And I don't know very much about him. I know I know that all the Hannah Montana stands on Instagram really like him, but <laughs> but I'll 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 save my opinion on that for when I actually get to meet that guy. Um, yeah. But but I I have been looking forward to seeing how all of this sort of plays out over time, just because I think. I mean, I saw the season two episodes with him a lot. I remember when those aired. Um, but beyond that it's all going to be new. <laughs> yeah. So like, did you stop around like the, the end of season two or so? It's somewhere in there. I think it's, I think it's like back half of season two. And then I've maybe seen some episodes here and there from the rest of it, but I don't really have a way of knowing for sure. I'll like only know for sure when we get there. <laughs> all right. Yeah. I guess that, I guess that makes sense. You know, I think for, the start of season three, they actually re-recorded the theme song and like, it's a new aesthetic for the, like the, the opening sequence. And there's like an extra woo yeah. like before the chorus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I've known about that and I know that season four is Hannah Montana forever and they like yeah. have a different house and all of that. Um, I think I have watched like maybe one episode from the last season somewhere in there. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it would just like, I mean, I watched what I watched of Hannah Montana as it was like originally airing mostly um, or just catching the reruns because I, I didn't really have cable as as a kid. So it was like when I got to go to my granny's house and she had cable, I'd watch Disney Channel. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, and then so and yeah, and then I sort of like aged out a little bit almost it's like somewhere in there because i because i didn't see the movie uh until like three years ago like i (laughs) i didn't see the movie when it first came out or anything i saw the um i saw the concert movie in theaters uh but i did not see the hannah montana movie i yeah it'll be interesting to see what the point is where i am like i've reached an episode where i just fully don't remember anything (laughs) Because even in these ones that I'm less familiar with, I do remember pieces of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually I saw the Hannah Montana movie in theaters when it came out. I would have been like nine, I think. And so, do you do you remember like what happens in the movie, like how it ends? And, like, yeah, because because the, cause the I massive saw it not bomb that, long ago. that like explodes <laughs> and makes the secret okay and makes the secret like even less even less logical than it was before. Yeah, I'm I've said it many times that I know that eventually I'm going to have to do an episode of this show about the movie and I'm not particularly looking forward to it because I didn't really like the movie when I saw it. But I, I, I will we'll see. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I have a lot it. of people that are that are excited to talk about the movie. So <laughs> The movie when does it, have some great songs though, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. I I think I I think part of it is that it doesn't really have the same nostalgia factor for me because I didn't watch it when I was like the right age for it. And so now that I've like only seen it as an adult, it doesn't like have quite the same charm, but you know, we'll, we'll see how I like it the next time I have to watch it. And I, I'm also trying to figure out where it falls in the continuity of the show. Cause there's been some debate about that online. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's placed like actually where it came out. Like mm-hmm. it came out like, I don't know, April something, 2009, 10, whatever it was. And okay, so I'd have been like seven. Anyway, I think it goes like right before the next episode that aired like a week or two later, just mm-hmm. because I know the next episode that aired right after starts with like Hannah Montana just finished shooting her movie and now she's back home, which is oh, kind of funny. That's mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah, I I mean, obviously... I mean, the big song from that movie is The Climb. And I definitely listened to The Climb. The Climb, you know, was like a big hit. <laughs> and yeah. I, uh, I mean, you couldn't ignore that song, <laughs> even though I wasn't watching Hannah Montana anymore. There are a couple of ones I think I might prefer to that one, though, from the Hannah Montana movie. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Butterfly Flyaways is pretty good. Um, Hoedown Throwdown. I know a lot of people like to hate on it. 
I think it's super fun, though. Are you one of those people who like to hate on it? No, I, I've got nothing against Hoedown Throwdown. I, uh, yeah, that was the other song that I, like, remember from actually around that time because it was so catchy. And there were, I I don't remember who it was around me that, like, I, I just, that one was so much more present than, like, some of the other ones. So even though I hadn't seen the movie, I still knew about Hoedown Throwdown. Did, did they, like reference that on the show at all like i i'm trying to remember uh, how i would even know <laughs> about that song outside of the movie well i'm sure they like i don't know played it on the radio and stuff a lot or or whatever i think one of the things a lot of people really liked about the hannah montana movie and probably was like my favorite part was seeing miley perform on stage not as hannah mm-hmm. and like i think that was the first time that happened was hoedown throwdown it was like oh this is fun but like of course no one is like oh th- she's kind of sounds familiar but, but, but alas <laughs> We've come to expect that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm I'm not I, I I'm not super looking forward to the movie again, but I I can appreciate how <laughs> how uh you know now that I've been so immersed in the show, it might hold different significance for me. Probably. I think it will. When I watched Hannah Montana back a couple months ago. Like I was expecting to come across like at least one or two episodes that I hadn't seen. Mm-hmm. I had I didn't. I had seen them oh, all. Wow. I think a lot. Of, <laughs> I think okay. Uh, so like when I was in elementary school, like every Monday and Friday, I came home for lunch with my sister, and the lunch hour was twelve fifteen to one fifteen, and Hannah Montana was on from uh twelve thirty to one. So like that was just that was that was, that was it. So I guess I managed oh, wow. to squeeze them all in at one time or another. So. I was. This is probably maybe save like Phineas and Ferb, the show that I'm most familiar with, even, whether I want to be or not. It mm-hmm. just it is. And the fact, you know, I think the fact that I, I never questioned whether this kind of you know big secret was like reasonable or not until recently is probably an indictment on our education system and uh, <laughs> the lack of critical thinking skills being taught to our impressionable youths. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't think I really questioned it as a kid either, at least not to the extent that I do now. But but now I've like made a job out of it for myself. So what can you do? But mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, I, I also don't think I really thought about it that much uh, when I was watching as a kid. Um, although I think I think I probably did have a little bit of issue with how every time she takes her wig off to reveal her secret to someone, it's like in public. It's like on the beach. Like anyone could walk by. <laughs> I, I think. I think. I even then, I knew that that was like a dumb move. <laughs> yeah, like Oliver and Jake were both yeah. just like out in the open where no one happened to be there. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Well. I, 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 I could feel. I can feel myself getting like stupider and stupider whenever I watch this ep- this show, like any episode. <laughs> like my brain cells die slowly all the time. <laughs> No, I I think I have to watch it so actively that I avoid that. I'm just I'm always mm-hmm. I'm always having to like set aside. Okay, here's something that we're definitely going to need to talk about. Here's something we really got to break down. Although I've I've gotten to the point where like I I when it comes to some of the outfits, I just like I can't even try to describe them as in my notes. I'm just like I I give up. Like like most of the Lola outfits, for a time I tried to like get as many details in there, and now I'm just like, uh, <laughs> where do it's I green start? And red. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's loud. It's it's more of the same. <laughs> I think this episode was uh pretty bad compared to the other one. <laughs> Yeah. It's, it's fun to talk about. It's, I think it's one of the worst for like a lack of Lily, notably, and also mm-hmm. you know the incestuous undertones. Like there were, there, I actually I went to check. There were five people with writing credits on this episode. Like the five three for this the single show. episode. There were so like the three creators: uh, Michael Porius, Richard Coral, and Barry O'Brien, and then two additional writers. Oh, I took their names down: Sally Lapidus and Andrew Green. That's five people who worked for the, <laughs> for their job for money on this script. That's about incest. How many people looked at this and said, yeah, you know what? That's fine. How many people had to give it the green light for it to actually get to air? Like this yeah. is like kind of thing that could have, could have been pitched as like a dumb joke. And they were like, okay, go ahead. Yeah. I, yeah. We were coming off of a string of pretty decent episodes. And this one is 
not really up to the same level. It's no Dead It B, you know? Dead It B was like the best episode in a while. And <laughs> Was that the one that came right before this? Yeah. <laughs> oh, with the, was that with the credit card? Yeah. yeah that's the one, right? <laughs> and Jackson's uh-huh. the old woman. Yeah, that, that episode's great, even though I disagree with like every parenting choice made in it. Uh, the episode itself is very good and very strong. I, I did want to mention that in the last scene with Sarah and Oliver... Um, where they're like kind of awkward because like there's nothing between them now that the baby project is over. Sarah's knitting, but it's like in the fakest way possible. <laughs> like she's clearly not actually knitting. She's just like moving thread around on a single needle. <laughs> <laughs> it's just another one of those moments where like nobody caught it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or I think like I'm not supposed to, I don't know what knitting is supposed to look like. I feel like it's the kind of thing like, you know, how sometimes uh, like like in, in Teen Beach movie, how Garrett Clayton is like supposed to be playing the guitar, but isn't actually playing the guitar, like that kind of thing where you're just yeah. miming because. Well, and then it, it reminds me of like the shot in Torn Between Two Hannahs when like Miley is like going to smash the big shell and like as soon as it cuts to her smashing the shell the shell's like already smashed before she brings the thing down (laughs) it's like it's like one uh of those (laughs) where it's just it's very small but now that I'm watching this with a critical eye I'm like hey guys (laughs) could you maybe (laughs) up your attention to detail just a little bit yeah and uh and then I mean the last bit of the episode is just Oliver like fantasizing about his flower baby which is gone um that's all there is to it there's like nothing else and so it's i guess i guess what we're meant to believe is that oliver didn't actually care about sarah he just actually really liked the feeling of being a dad (laughs) Hmm. i guess i guess overall i don't know pretty weak yeah it's certainly a weak b plot and yeah, there wasn't much that I genuinely enjoyed about the A-plot either. I, I did like Tracy. I've been really vibing on her lately. And I liked Robbie Ray's Rico hat. That's about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like at the beginning of the episode, and you're thinking like, oh, this paparazzi printed like Jackson Hannah. Like I remember thinking a couple months ago, like, because uh, I didn't remember how the episode ended. Like this might end up be actually being like super funny and, and awesome. And it wasn't. <laughs> they just went into this like i don't know sort of like oh jackson became greedy direction there was other there were other options there yeah i think there were several elements of this where had they maybe brainstormed a little longer they could have landed on just a little bit better <laughs> of a plot but we got what we got mm-hmm. and uh and that's really all there is to it were there any things that we didn't touch on that you would like to address um no, I don't think so. I think we pretty much covered everything. Uh, I actually, well, I guess I could kind of, met, it doesn't really pertain to this episode sp- specifically, but I, I, I just texted you a couple weeks ago because you said something about how, like, whether Nickelodeon exists in the Disney Channel universe. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely need to tell everyone all about this. <laughs> yeah, okay, because I, I think people will be interested in this. Um, there's an iCarly episode where um because they have their web show of course and apparently the dingo channel is stealing their ideas because on iCarly they do random dancing and now on this dingo show uh they're doing random jumping and they're ripping them off so i so carly and sam and freddie are like watching the dingo channel to see the ideas that are being stolen and there's this one one part where like you hear on tv it's like I know what I'll do. I'll put on a wig. They'll never know it's me. Ha ha. And stuff, stuff, stuff like that. And I think, I don't know if this is true, but there's a lot of, of speculation that like Dan Schneider, who's, you know, the creep who created iCarly and Victorious and Drake and Josh. Um, he pitched a show to Disney channel about like uh, a, a girl who was following her dreams of being on like a TV show and Disney channel said no. And then a couple years later, they stole the idea, changed a couple of things and turns it into Sunny with a chance. And it, it mm-hmm. actually, it lines up pretty close. Like Sunny with a chance uh, aired and this episode about the Dingo channel came out like not long after, but that there's, uh, that's a thread through like all of iCarly is like Dingo is Disney. And they even have like, like, I don't know, Jimmy Dingo's frozen head in the, in the basement or something, which of course is oh the, you know, the <laughs> that Walker. so it's extremely on the nose. 
And, and at one point, they're wow. like, oh, science, science experiment. We're doing like a, a torture chamber. We're going to make Spencer listen to the to Radio Dingo and, set, and stuff like that. So they, they really didn't shy away from it. Oh, my it. gosh. No, wow. That's very interesting. So, so we know that some version of the Disney Channel exists in the Nick universe. But yeah. Nick in the Disney universe, jury's still out. Yeah. Yeah, we saw like the Teen Scene Awards which is similar to Teen Choice Awards, which we talked a lot about Kids' Choice Awards. I guess I, we, we, don't, we don't know yet on that front. But um, yeah. but yeah, it is interesting to know that and to know that uh, at least over there, <laughs> they've got an, like a one-to-one analog. <laughs> mm-hmm. And another really weird thing with Nickelodeon is like uh, the show Drake and Josh exists as a show in the iCarly universe. Because, like, they watch it sometimes and they talk about it. Like, that's from the mm-hmm. show Drake and Josh and on, like, Victorious too. So I, I, I don't think that exists on Disney Channel, how they, like, refer to Disney Channel shows. Because that d- would imply, like, Nickelodeon exists in iCarly yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're not like, oh, I was watching That's So Raven after school. <laughs> yeah, imagine Liv and Maddie. They're, they're like, oh, Hannah Montana's my favorite show. And then it's like, but you crossed over with, with Jesse, which was with Zach and Cody and, and then Hannah Montana. So you're actually in the same universe and stuff like that. That's another thing is that like on any of these shows, like there are probably like wizards and vampires walking around and just no one knows that they like, like on <laughs> Liv and Maddie and Shake It Up, like everyone might be a wizard and we don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's uh uh, yeah, they could reference like enjoying Hannah Montana's music, but Hannah Montana as a show would be crossing the line. Um, yeah, and then that's similar to what we were saying earlier about like, well, okay, so there are there are wizards and psychics and everything walking around that we don't know, and all of the celebrities that you think you know are actually animals. <laughs> Yeah, and everyone looks the same as everyone else. And everyone's everyone's identical. <laughs> uh-huh. Wow. Well, this this episode has been very thought provoking, and um, I'll be very curious to know what uh, everyone's impressions of these new HMU theories are. Um, so, thank you so much for being on the show today. Would you like to plug where people can find you? Sure. Uh, you can follow my podcast on Instagram at Disney Channel Discourse, and you can follow me on Twitter at Alex Melleris. And I guess I'll also plug uh, MWCA.musical on TikTok, which is the Phineas and Fur parody musical that I'm involved in. You can go follow that as well. Ooh, <laughs> that sounds fun. I watched a lot of Phineas and Ferb uh, when I was a little old for it but my younger siblings were big into it and so i've seen a lot no of one's too old for Phineas in my day no one no one's too old I, for Phineas you know what i agree it to everyone i i think i think it's a very charming show <laughs> yeah it's, it's wonderful it's one of my favorites yeah oh. now i kind of want to watch some Phineas and Ferb. maybe i'll do that later after i get some editing done yeah <laughs> thank you so much again for uh being on the show today i really appreciate it um yeah, and then thanks fun. so much to all of you uh for listening to today's episode of pumping up the podcast i hope you enjoyed it and i hope you'll join me next week for season one episode 22 we're, we're in a stretch with just very long episode titles right now because next week is called we are family now get me some water um it's another <laughs> jackson heavy plot <laughs> um, so i hope you'll tune in for that as well uh in the meantime you can follow us on twitter at pumping up the pod and on instagram at pumping up the podcast and if you feel like following me you can find me on twitter at lovely Lisi or on instagram at actor elise and until next time keep on pumping up the party